Perachav Beis, this is the second shear on the standard print, with, it's at the bottom of the first column, it's in the middle of paragraph Beis, uh, we gave a lengthy introduction to the uh, in, in the last year, so you can go back and listen to that. We'll mention some of the ideas that were brought up in the Torah, and some of the ideas maybe even that we discussed, the way that we understood uh, the Torah of Rabbeinu as we, as we go forward. So we explained that there are times that Rahman al-Islam, there has to be a gzera in the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kulay Taiv Kulay Rachmim, and in order to achieve this Rachmim, to give us the good that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give Klal Yisrael, there are times when unfortunately a is necessary in the world, there's many different reasons why there could be a particular consequence, but ultimately it's rooted It's rooted in Rachmim. And any gzar, any, any gzera, is really a din taira, the taira is Akba Raisu Bara Alma, the taira is essentially the, the the formula that becomes expressed that that becomes expressed in the world the Torah is of, of infinite proportions and there's a there's a miracle that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is as a war mitzamtzim ratzon Hashem into the Torah and this world is an expression of Torah but there's a din Torah and part of the way that a Kaddish Baruch Hu set up the system is that Torah loy b'ashemayim he and therefore when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is dan a din a gzar din then Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to seek as it were eitzah from the tzaddikim from the talmidei chachamim the limudei Hashem and we spoke a little bit in the language of spheres etc. So one of the roles of the tzaddikim is Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to seek an eitzah as it were from the limudei Hashem from the ziri shemayim from the talmidei chachamim from the tzaddikim. We will talk about the uh, the the seven royim. We just finished up with Sukkis, or never finished with Sukkis, but Avim Yitzchak Yaakov, Aaron Moshe, Yosef, and David, depending which uh, depending which Ushpizin, uh, which order of the Ushpizin you have, and we know that Moshe is Raya Mehemna. So we'll talk about these uh, the this in the context of the tzaddikim. And the tzaddikim have another role. The other role is to be the ma'chichei hadar. The tzaddik, once there there is exar, the tzaddikim, the role of the leaders of the generation is to go give tochacha to the people. And we discussed based on Azayar, this the the incredible dual role the, of the tzaddikim to make shalom, to make uh, make a pshara between klai yisrael and levim shemayim. When a person seeks to bring two people together, from the person who was aggrieved, you want to minimize that. Stand up on behalf of klai yisrael. Tell Hakadosh Baruch Hu that. that it wasn't so bad, understand where they're coming from, to be Malamed's chus, and when uh, the person turns around to bring the people who were the ones who did the, the the bad deed to really actually ramp it up a little bit. But there's a way to do it, not just to be fire and brimstone, but rather to do it in a way that's going to bring people close. The biggest kvayt shemayim, we said, is then when those are far away, come close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that, that brings an even bigger kvayt shemayim. And we, uh, we we further explained, uh, based on uh, our understanding, the way that uh, that uh, I understood how it was presented, is if you think about different altitudes, all the way up top, on the on the top of that mountain, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to give good. So you can imagine a father wants to do good for his children. Part of that good is going, there's going to be a need to need to be a kli. If a, if a person is giving good and the the, the recipient uh, takes that money, takes that goodness, takes that shefa, and not only does he misuse it, but perhaps it even reinforces, uh, reinforces his, his position, right? So let's say a person is doing the wrong thing and then he uh, the, the shefa continues to come and a way that's good. Maybe he'll say, look, there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing, or the person's a pushover, there's no real consequences. So in order to bring the person around to ultimately give the good, there's times that unfortunately, the the rutzen of the king, let's say has to be passed along, there has to be a judge, there has to be a person to execute that judgment. Depending where you're at in the stack, 
you're dealing with a different level of rutzen. So if you're dealing with the level of rutzen all the way at the top, the rutzen is to do good. If you could appease that rutzen, or you could appeal to that rutzen rather, by let's say getting people to do tshuva, so then that rutzen was actually satisfied and the gzar, the gzar din, could be mitigated. There could be a mitok. It's not necessary. Maybe there's a certain consequence in the bria because something was done wrong. But the, the the tzaddikim can actually accomplish to to deal at that altitude that relationship with our kaddish baruch Hu, You can satisfy the rutzen appropriately without there needing to be a gzar on that level at the lower altitude where you're at, where there's already been a judge and now there's an executioner. The rutzen of that executioner chas v'shalom rachman alitzlan is not to do good. It's it's to perform the task with which with which he's been tasked. Ultimately, it's to fulfill the will of the one who commands him, but it's to perform the execution, which means that that could be a dinah zari. There's less opportunity at that altitude for there to be a mituk. At that level, the already the negative forces, so to speak, take control of the din. This is the way that I understood it. So, which means that once something transfers into that altitude, it's expressed. There's a din in the world. Now, there's going to be access to the klipa, to the to the to, to the negative forces to sort of be yoinik and take control of the din. I, I think that that's an accessible way of understanding it. So we said that when once the the tzaddikim articulate, they express the din then there's going to be a possibility of a unique of the negative forces. So what do they do? The tzaddikim have a chaysam, they have a seal. They don't articulate, as it were, yes, in certain places the neviim had a mitzvah to articulate the nevuah. They don't go and articulate that din, but rather there's a chaysam, they keep it covered up, they keep it sealed up. We spoke about the shayfer. Uh, the Shafer actually on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Hadin. We spoke about the idea that Yom Kippur is a seal. Rosh Hashanah Yom Sam Kippur Yechasemun. And then Hashanah Rabbah is when the seal gets delivered over. All of these concepts are going to come together uh, come together in our Torah. Now, there's a second part of it. We call that the chaysem the of the raglin, of the feet. Uh, we explained that both the dual role of the tzaddikim to give an eitzah, as it were, to participate in the din with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and also to be the shluchim of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the raglin, that they go give teichacha to the people to bring them around to appeals the rutzen at the higher level, that's a bechina of raglin. There's a second chaysem. There's a second chaysem on top of the first one. What, what does it take in order to... For the inner seal not to be damaged, we'll get there. In order to give teichacha, you need a kli, you need a recipient. You can't have it that the people are, that are getting the teichacha are chas v'shalom, azus panim, they're leitzonim, they're pushed back, they twist the words. At that point, uh, you know, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody hears it, I guess you could say, I mean, the tzaddikim fulfilled their chiv and their role as giving the teichacha, assuming that they did it appropriately. But if it didn't land, we're not talking about just hitting somebody over the head. Teichacha is a proof, a reproof, it's to, to, to make it right to show the to show the MS. If the people are pushing back, they're not receptive to that then there's going to be that there's going to be a breach in the first seal. So there has to be a second seal. What is the second seal? It's emuna. It's emuna in Talmud Chachamim, the emuna to receive, the emuna with the yadayim. That's the that's the seal of the yadayim, the outer seal. If the system works, if there's shlemas, the Talmud Chachamim bring shalom to the world. They they bring together the father's son, the mashpia and the makabel. That Eretz Yisrael is the perfect place for that. The system works. If chas v'shalom, we don't want to talk. 
talk about it, especially now. If chas v'shalom, that there wouldn't be that shalom, that wouldn't be that shleimus, so then there's a friction in the process. It doesn't fit. And Eretz Yisrael is the perfect place for there to be a, a shleimus and a, of the mashpi and makabal of us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, chas v'shalom, it could lead to not pshara and not shalom, but it could lead to pirud and it could lead to machlekes. And that can express itself in different ways in this world. And chas v'shalom, it could lead to, it could lead to exile, it could lead to galus. So that the outer seal is a muna and the inner seal, the, the inner seal, if Chas the Amun is breached, it could also breach the inner seal, which could lead Chas to to, to Xeris. So we are in the uh, in the middle of paragraph Bays, and he says, Ukeshechas Vish, all the way at the bottom of the first column, if that's the one you have. Otherwise, it's a little bit before, uh, it's in, in the, kind of in the middle. Ukeshechas Vishalom, this Kalkilzea, Chosem Hayadayim, if this outer seal, this, the, the Chosem of Amuna, Nasimizeh, Go back to Torah Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Torah comes comes in line with uh, with with this as well. The whole idea of of Eretz Yisrael, of Nais, of relating to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, We could either frame that as being above nature, or we could say that nature is a vehicle through which Hakadosh Baruch Hu performs Ratzon Hashem. But that's within the system. That's not the system. When uh, when, when a person is uh, has a direct relationship emuna to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so then they're not limited by nature. You're not Asking for, I mean, yes, it's it's a nace in our terms. Not asking for a nace. Is it any more of a nace if I decide to do X or Y? They're both within within my control. I can either choose to operate with Teva or outside of Teva, depending uh, depending how that system works. There's a system to Teva. There's a system of nace of when of when it's appropriate of how a Kaddish Baruch Hu conducts it. However, that seal of Amuna means that there's a direct relationship with a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and Teva is not the system. Teva is a system within Hamakom, the greater universe, the greater context, the greater place within which everything exists is Hamakom. However, when there's a breach in Amuna, Nasemizek Kfirais Shihefich Amuna, then the the the, to, to sit there and explain in Torah Zion, we talked about this, all of a sudden a person has a scientific explanation for everything, a political mamish, mamish, we need to be hearing this now. Uh, we're, we're sitting all day talking about it. Yes, current events is on our mind. Are, are we talking about it in the context of Avoda, in the context of our Kodesh Baruch Hu? And yes, seeing the situation in front of our eyes, but as an expression of of of, uh, of of a connection with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and what is our avoda, or do we have a, a million a, a million different websites and it's happening because of politics and because the president does this and because the army does that and the yes also Hishtadlis we have to daven and say to Hillim. However, what is the driving force in terms of cause and effect? There's a million there's a million mechanisms by which anything is done, but when you think about cause and effect, is it within Hakadosh Baruch Hu's world and a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu and through the system of nature, politics, whatever it is, this is how things are conducted, or is really the system a political system, and Agav, HaKadosh Baruch, who's very strong and he could change the system, Chaz Shalom to say, when the outer seal of Amunah's breach, it comes out to false, deceptive Amunah's systems of belief, which is Avodah Zarah. Ki Ikra Avodah Zarah ain la Koyach. The Ikra Avodah Zarah doesn't have Koyach. Al Yedeshe Mekabel Mayayedayim Elu. What gives, the, the world actually has design. It's not that there's no power, uh, depending how you define power. There's no autonomy to Avodah Zarah. What gives Avodah Zarah these outer, these outside forces power when you give it power, it, 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 
not exactly the same. If a person is a bully, a person sitting there and they're making comments, it's just background noise. When I give that person power over my emotions, that now affects how I feel, how I think, what, how I'm going to prioritize or deprioritize things. There are times that you have the ability to give power to something. Maybe that muscle helps. So the way that he presents it, he says that Avodazara Be'etzem doesn't have Kayach. What gives Avodazara Koach at that level? What gives the Klipa power over something? Amunas Kazviyais, Bebechinas, by the Eagle, it says, Vayikach mi Yodam, Vayotzar Oisai Bacheret. Just going to read from the translation of the art scroll Chumash. It's speaking by Aaron. It says the people removed their gold rings that were in their ears. They brought them to Aaron and he took it from their hands and bound it up in a cloth and fashioned it into a molten calf. So he took it from their hands. This is a Bechina of Yodayim. We're saying that the, the Egel was Avod Avodazara-esque, the discussion the Rishonim, but over here, when it talks about the eagle, it says, Arna Kayin took it from their hands. It says, How were they successful with this Avoda? Begin because How was it that they were successful in this Maisa? Because Arna Kayin took from the hands of the Machashvim, it says that the bun of the sons of Bilama Russia. Okay, we can look in the Zayar, but he took the gold from them. If Aaron would have taken from their hands, he would have thrown it onto the floor. The Afal Gav even have he taken it afterwards again, then this terrible act would not have uh, would not have worked. And the desire explains that all of this is because he took it from their hands and did the Maisa Egel, had there been a break in the hands, in the flow from the hands, because this hands, we're associating the hands with a breach in Amuna, and a breach in Amuna is what gives the power to Avodah Zara. Had Aaron Akoin broke that connection taking it directly from their hands, but rather it would have gone on the floor. The Kayach of the Egel would have been broken. There would have been no flow over there. And in line with our Torah, again, we're, we're using these concepts. We're, we're, we're speaking from the heart. It, it attaches to the lave. We're not talking, I, this is not Pshat. We'll explain that the, the system maybe, again, we've commented before in Chachmas Apnim. But over here, we see that once the once the Yadayim, the seal of the Yadayim is broken, at that point, people could push back against the Tzaddikim, against the leaders, and there's going the, the Gzardin will take on almost a life of its own because it's going to be Yonek to the Klipa, and there'll be less of a chance to have a Mituk in the Din. Once once the Bechin of the Yadayim was broken, there was a Munas Chazviyas, so now the Avodah Zara took on uh, took on a life of its own. The the kayach of the tzaddikim that are able to achieve shalom shalom with a kaddish baruch hu pshara the shalom between the klai and the vim shabbat shemayim. So now that's that was uh, the 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 seal was was bre- breached as it were. And there could be exardin vegam tikuno, and over here also the koyach to be mevatel of odazara who gam kein rakali de bechinas hayadayim. Also, the same way that it's breached is the same way that it's going to be fixed. Bechinas vayinuel Yaakov as kol elohei on nechar asher biyadam. After the war with Shem, it says that how are the bnei Yaakov misakein the yadayim 
through which any of the Avodah would be able to have any Kayach through the Amun and the Tzivoy of Hashem and of their father Yaakov through giving it back. And again, we see that Vayinu es el Yaakov es kol nechar ashir biyadam. Through this, it's mevatel the Kayach of Avodah of any, and any Kayach that it had that, that was ashir biyadam. Now, the reason that the Avodah gets its Kayach from the Bechin of Yedayim, kime choysem nase nidas. From that outer choysem, that makes nidas. Nidas, again, to be rejected to be banished. The Chosem and Nidas, we said both have the same gematria. We associate the concept from Ishayahu of Yedayim and of Domim. This is really in the context of murder. The Pshat and the Pasuk says by the, by the sin of murder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that when people are going to Davin, he's not going to hear the Tfilis because it's as if their hands are full of blood. But what we see over here is a, a Kesher between Yad and Dam, both the same gematria, 454. And if you take Yad and you spell it out, Yad, Yud, Vav, Dalid, Dalid, Lamid, Tuf, and you add that all up, that's going to be 454. Misbar Nidas, so Chosem and Nidas and Yad, if you spell it out, Hainu Avoides Alilim, Shemitama Kanida, the Gemara in Shabbos makes a lot of comparisons uh, between Nida and between Avodazara in the context of a certain halacha, discussion about uh, the Avodazara, the Shemitama Bemasa Kanida. It says Avodazara has a certain element of the halacha of the way that it is like a Nida, but we see that all of these things, all of these things are aligned. Now, just to uh, mention one idea, beautiful idea, brought by Chaim Kramer in the note. He brings Revelio really, oh, Chaim Rosen. He says, would often repeat this teaching from the Zayar Kadesh to emphasize how much a person must fight against his evil inclination. Even if one can only throw down his evil desires, but for a moment he must do so. In terms of our lesson, this shows how important it is to make every attempt at strengthening one's faith. Even though he's bothered, confused by doubts and questions, each attempt at strengthening his faith strengthens the seal, so to speak, and in quotes, and will ultimately lead him to full faith. So we see over here just an example of how we have a concept that's abstract, to say the least. It's coming from Likut Maran, he's bringing from the Zayar, and yet it's, it's so practical in our everyday life. A person feels like, you know, he's not at the stage where he's going to be successful in a certain challenge. This challenge, the way we just mentioned it, could be in the context of belief, or maybe it's a, a challenge in the context of Taiva. And we say, well, let this just be continuous. I'm going to fail anyway. I'll work on it next time. Even if I try to push back the, the, the odds that I'm going to change, or let's say he knows for a fact, or he thinks he knows for a fact, that he's not going to be successful in this particular time, maybe it'll only be a krechts. It'll only be an eye. We spoke in Torah 8 about a krechts. Maybe it'll only be a krechts. It'll be an eye that he's doing something. Says the, 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 our, our takeaway, says Ravelio Chaim Rosen, no, don't let it be continuous. Don't take it straight from the yad. Throw it onto the floor for a second. You don't know that all of a sudden, if you break that contact, you break that flow, it's actually profoundly, profoundly different. A person is in the middle of doing something and they push back. For that moment in time, there's a, there's a Zaira, I, I, I forget, maybe it's in Vayachi. I think I, this is the way I remember it from a piece from Revolver. Uh, he, he, he frames it like this. He says, or at least this is the way I'm going to frame it based on what I remember. I, I tried to, uh, I don't know, I don't, it's not a direct quote. Instead of thinking about, let's say, a person's life, a person's year, a person's week as being, you know, I got a 60 on the test. I was okay. I made, I had good moments. I had bad moments. Let's imagine your life in terms of, you know, 
this week was 10,000 frames. So now, I, it wasn't that well I got a 60 on the test. I was 60% good. 60% of those frames maybe were 100% good. If right now, right now, I'm about to do something negative, and with all of my kaychas, even if it only lasts a second, with all of my kaychas, I attach myself to a Kaddish Baruch Hu and I say Hashem, if I don't want, then I want to want. I want only to be connected with you. I understand that there's no value to anything else that I'm doing, and I would just take a snapshot of that moment in time, total is it, total, whatever it is, without anything that came before and anything came afterwards. So that's the same thought that the tzaddik Hadar would have, or the gadol Hadar. I, I, at that moment in time, I'm a complete tzaddik. That could totally break continuity between what came beforehand and what's going to come afterwards. There is no momentum. At that point in time, I just got 100 on that test. So I can't say I've never been successful. I've only been okay. If I gather together, maybe maybe the, the good pile will be smaller than the, than the bad pile. In that good pile, when I gather together those snapshots in time, I gather together those days, those moments, I was 100% good. And when a person looks at it like that, it's a much greater incentive to try to push back. And as a person pushes back, there will be also an exponential factor. The kayak of good is greater than the kayak of, uh, of evil. There will be an exponential factor because now that I, I psyched myself up to it, I talked to it, so now maybe today I had one moment where I pushed back 100%. Even if I ended up doing the act, it wasn't with the same oomph. All of a sudden I had a kretz, I felt bad. Now tomorrow I could have two moments and it becomes profoundly different. So we take away with this, this is, again, I'm suggesting, and it's based on the notes over here, the, the, the idea of throw it on the ground, it, it, the, the, the idea that when a person is going to do something bad, but you take it directly from the yacht, now you breach that connection, you to- throw it on the ground, that, uh, that value. Okay, paragraph Gimel. So now, now that we said that there's a chaysim, and there's a chaysim beso chaysim, there's the amuna, v'tzarach paragraph gimel, in order to be able to receive the teichacha from the tzaddikim, the limudei Hashem, the raglin, lirais lemalais es hayodayim, we have to fill our hands, shehi ha'amuna, we're associating yodayim with the hands, yod of amuna, shiva rayim, we have to get lit up by the shiva rayim, the tzaddikim in every dar, we just mentioned it before, the, we, we say that the tzaddik because the Bechin of Maish Rabbeinu, we're going to have to talk about Maish Rabbeinu in a second, but the, and Maish Rabbeinu is one of the seven Rayim. But the, the, from the Rayim, the Raya Hadar, from the Shiva Rayim, Shehem Klaliya Shel Kolman Higa Hadar, these are representative of all of the leaders of all of the leaders of the generation, of all of the tzaddikim, they will fit in in one way or another. It's not just that there are seven necessarily, but the when, when we talk about it, because there's seven, I guess, seven uh, types. When we talk about uh, the the shpizin, Avram Eschesed, Yitzchak Eschvura, we the the the, the spheres. The kaiyachas, the building blocks of the world, there are going to be different uh, tzaddikim or different people that need this. That are noite klape chesed gvurt fesa at chagas nai chesed gvurt fesa that's a chodisod. But bechinas shivas yomim tamale yadam. That was uh, according to some rishonim, the mishkan was a kapara for the Egel. So we were talking about the Egel coming from the Yadayim. Now, when you have the Mishkan, where the Chanukah Mishkan, it says, Shivas Yomim Tamala Yadam. The Shivas Yimei Miluim are Kenege, the Shiva Royim. And it says, uh, through them, Tamala Yadam. They will fill up, they'll be Mashlam, the Yadayim, be Mashlam, the Amuna, through which, through the Amuna, a person connects to the Tzaddik Adar, we said, and they're able to connect directly through that to uh, have access as a word to Ratzon Hashem at, at a higher altitude to participate to create the Shalom. 
So on one hand, we see that the emuna is the outer seal. It's what's necessary in order to be able to create this connection with the mechiche hadar, with the with the tzadike hadar that are represented by the rayim. And when a person has the emuna, which they're able to receive, because it's all in the context of this of this attachment through the spheres, through the tzadikim that are going to be the embodiment of Torah of Ratz and Hashem through the spheres, and the kapara for the ego was through the mishkan, the Chanukah mishkan. There was shiva you made me. Seven days that are representative of the Shiva Ruim, and through this Tamala Yadam, which is to fulfill Amuna, Kihem Royim, Amuna Letakno Lashlima, because these Royim, these leaders, are able to uh, to rise up to inf- to reinforce and to cr- create in the people by the, having this connection to the people the emuna to be mesakein bal shem zen nikrem royim al shem urae emuna it's a pasuk in tehillim to shepherd emuna v'kol ikar emuna sisrael mamshichem heim lahadar. and emuna meishur benu was an, was an eved neman this idea of emuna of hispatlus is reinf is is created, is reinforced, is nourished through our connection to the Shivarayim. Now there's a there's a note over here, I can't say that I have it completely. But uh, Ravatia explains how is it that Maish Rabbeinu has a place within the Shivarayim, Avram Yislak Yaakov, Maisha, Aaron, Yosef, and David. And yet we say that Maisha is Raya Mahemna. So there's an explanation over here based on that Maisha Rabbeinu, there's Nefesh Ruach Neshama at the level of the Ruach and Neshama. This was at the level of the Neshama of the other Shivarayim. So at one level, Maisha Rabbeinu is part of the Shivarayim, but there's also an element of, of Maisha Rabbeinu, the Tzadik Hadar, as it were, that's the Raya Mahemna, that's the Neshama. It's, it's, uh, that really, he brings over here an explanation called Nachlem Hoch, that besides for the Maniga Koilel, so then the, that that uh, there's one overall leader, and then there's different uh, there's different leaders that are all really coming the same place. He says, It's as if branches from the leader. So again, it, it's a little bit hard to understand dynamic. Also, the, one of the ideas, the way that that I think I understand it, there's a difference between when there's exa- when there's xero, when there's no xero. We're talking about emuna reinforcing being the Kli to be able to give the Teichacha. So what comes first? Really the emuna, the attachment to Kaddish Baruch Hu, comes through the Shivarayim. But on top of that, especially in the context we're saying that there's Xero, what's necessary? What's the Kvayt Shemayim to bring people cl- uh, close? That's the Teichacha. What's Teichacha? I'm just going to mention, I happen to have a Chumash in front of me, but uh, there's a couple Rashi's like this. Perakaf Dalid, Pasuk Mem Dalid, V'amrei lai gamata shesei v'gam ligamalecha eshav, hiya isha asher hoichiach Hashem leven adoni. What does Rashi say? Hoichiach, berar, it's a clarification, v'hoidiyan, to make known. Similarly, kol hoichacha shebemikra berar dov. Says Rashi, what is Haychacha? Haychacha is a beerer. It's a clarification. But in order to have that perspective, you need to how to get clarity. It's based on what I see. You have to have a moon. You have to have proper perspective. So maybe we could say, if this is the way that I'm understanding, the the Amuna, the Amuna comes from the Tzadikim, including my Shurbeinu also. But once that Amuna is in place, who can give the Teichacha? That Be'etzim comes, that Be'etzim is coming through my Shurbeinu, that attachment, that clarity, that ultimate, or the the ultimate his battles to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that ultimate Teichacha 
is really coming from Moshe Rabbeinu, the Raya Mehemda the, the, that's sitting, so to speak, over all of them. Maybe, if, if another pshat, maybe another pshat, but it's, uh, it's, it's an idea that, uh, that I think. Vezebachinas, and this is also called Kedoshav Biyadecha, in the Brach of Moshe, the Klal Yisrael, in, in, uh, in Dvarim, Parak Lamed Gimel, it says, Kol Kedoshav Biyadecha. Rashi says, Navshais HaTzadikim Genuzais Ito. These are the Shiva Rayim, Shehem Bechinas Kloliyai, Shel Manhige Adam. What are the Kol Kedoshav? These are the Tzadikim. These are the ones who are going to be Mashlam Amuna. That's why it says Kol Kedoshav Biyadecha. The Tzadikim, the ones who are Re'e Amuna, the ones who reinforce Amuna, are, because we said the Re'e Amuna, those are Biyadecha. That's why the, the, the ones who are Davuk to these Kedoshim, to these Manhige uh, Adar, they are going to receive Amuna. V'zebechinas v'im Kedoshim Neman. Pasuk in it says, those who are going to attach themselves to these Kedoshim, the Shiva Rayim, the Kedoshav, they are going to be Zoycha to Amuna. The Im Kedoshim, Naman, the ones who are with the Kedoshim, the ones who are with these uh, the, the, these Manhige Adar, they're going to be the ones that achieve Amuna. Umaisha Shu Echad Mi Shiva Rayim. Maisha, that's one of the Shiva Rayim. Nikra Al Shem Zeh Rayim Hemna. That's why Maisha Rabbeinu, even though, yes, we said that Maisha Rabbeinu in a certain sense is representative of the Tzadik Hadar, the Tzadik Hadar, Call it Moshe came up in many Torahs already, but why is Moshe referred to as a Raya, as a shepherd? Because He's also one of the Shiva Rayim. In, in this role, again, there's the role of the reinforcing Amuna. There's ultimately the role of Tochacha. We see that Moshe Rabbeinu on one hand is one of the seven. We spoke about that. But because he's one of the, the one, he's a Raya Amuna, therefore Moshe Rabbeinu also has this title as Raya Mehemna, which when we talk about this role, so to speak, this is why Moshe Rabbeinu, both in the, in the Kholiistic way, who is, he's even like the, 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 the Shammai, the Kholiist, all the seven Rayim, but also he's one of the seven Rayim. In this in this way that these uh, these rayim are representative of this, this is why we say that the tzaddik hadar, the tzaddik and every dar are representative of the seven rayim, and the tzaddik hadar we refer to as Moshe because these are the channels through which we have access to through the tzaddik hadar in every generation. Now, to take stock of where we're at, we're talking about achieving Amuna through connection to Tzadikim, having Amuna in the Tzadikim. Tzadikim are the embodiment of Taira, of Ratzon Hashem, of of, of Chachmas Hashem. We, we started off the Torah saying that when there's a gzera, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu passes a gzera, the tzaddik can play a dual role. Number one, when there's a gzar din, which is essentially a psak Torah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's miyayitz with the tzaddikim, who take on a dual role on one hand, they uh, they have the relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, where they, they they have the ability to achieve a mitik in the din to daven to try to temper the din, and they they speak on behalf of Klal Yisrael. On the other side, uh, in in wearing their other hat, the tzaddikim are the meichiche adar. Both of these we talked about as a bechina of raglin, and therefore the tzaddikim give teichacha. However, in order to give teichacha, people have to be receptive to the teichacha, which means that there's a mashpia and a makabel. Right, the tzaddikim are going. People have to have so to speak, oversimplifying faith in their leaders, understanding that what they're saying is the MS and the ability to open oneself up to achieve this connection so that we close the loop because the Gzardin is passed w- through the Tzadikim, as were. That's the Psak Din. The, the, even to achieve a Mituk in the Din, even to sweeten the judgment, so to speak, you can't just disregard it. And what you have to do is change the dynamic. On one hand, there could be a person can, the example that we gave is either a year in jail apart from their family or let's say three years community 
service. The the judgment, the debt will be paid up, but there could be a mituk. But the second thing is that the judgment was passed on a particular individual. If they do tshuva, if the dynamic changes, the judgment might not be appropriate anymore. There might still be a consequence that needs to be cleaned up. There's a just a, a full palette of... of uh, of considerations that go into passing a judgment. So the tzaddikim go, and now, besides for whatever their role is vis-a-vis HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and, uh, and addressing the Gzardin head-on, they need to bring the people to do tochacha, to bring the people close. This is also going to uh, going to shift uh, the the application of the judgment, and in order to do that, the people need to have emuna. So we're talking about the chaysem b'say chaysem, the first level of chaysem, the chaysem raglan was the tzaddik, was, was as far as the tzaddikim is concerned, and the chaysem, the, the outer chaysem is going to be the amuna with regard to with regard to people who are able to receive the teichacha from the tzaddikim, and now we need to build this amuna so that the tzaddikim can do what they have to do. Along the way, we will maybe reference Taira Hay, where we said that every person, not, the, not just the tzaddikim, have an obligation to say and sometimes we can do something you know physically uh, in terms of what a hashtadlis is but certainly there's an obligation to daven on behalf of Xera and we talked about how to know how to know what Xera is how to know uh, what it relates to no understanding how to daven and how to put oneself into a position where their davening can be effective so directly uh, the, these tires are almost you know you, you look at one idea and in order to understand the idea A you build B C, D, and E. And other tyrants will take idea B, and in order to understand what B is, now you can reference A, C, D, and E. So they're they're all interrelated. So Tyra, hey, at least it occurs to me, I'm sure you can look in every Tyra and see the full uh, the full universe through that. But we'll see in Tyra, hey, uh, we talked also about how to daven for, for a uh, uh, for, for a Xardin, both before and after it's been passed. And also we're going to maybe reference Tyra Yud Bays when we talk about uh, we, we talk about the good leadership, the tzaddikim leadership, and also the rav de klipa, because now we're going to be contrasting the good leaders, the tzaddikim, the roye, the, the roye emuna, as opposed to the, the kings without a crown, so to speak, the, the negative leadership and, uh, and understanding uh, that our power and our effectiveness comes from being able to associate ourselves with the good leadership. But this is going to be a, a, a complicated piece, but profound. Uh, talking about the midah of Azus. Uh, Azus could be, we talk chutzpah, could be negative. On the other hand, az kanamers, the first halacha in the Torah, a person has to have a certain a certain boldness. So let's let us let us dig in and uh, and start expanding as well or move forward. So how do we attach ourselves to these rayim, to these raye uh, amuna? How, how do we attach ourselves to these leaders so that we can also close the loop and create the shlemus so that our davening could be effective, so that their job could be effective, and that we can have a mitzvah in the din shem kol kedusha that it's. Uh, the, the Pasuk calls the Tzaddikim, these Roya Amuna, the Kedoshav, Ella al Yedei Azus, Kemaimah Rabbi Sein Zuchron of the Bracha, Havi Az Kenomer, and it finishes Lasso's return of Vicha Shabbat Shemaim. So we're now going to connect. How do we now attach ourselves to these Raya Amuna to the Tzadikim so that we can ultimately emerge Hashem, remove the Gzardin? That happens through creating Amuna, but how do we achieve Amuna and this attachment through an Azus de Kedusha? And we connect now these two concepts, Nehalta Ba'azcha, it's 
pasuk that uh, you led you led with azus with boldness el nevekachecha to your abode. Uh, the footnote over here says that the pshat in the pasuk is speaking that a kaddish baruch brought klal yisrael to eretz yisrael to eretz hakadoshah. With a certain Azus, Neged the Shiva Amim and Neged the Neged the Kananim that were very powerful in the land, and Rabbi Nachman is saying that really this applies not only on a Klaliistic level, on a Protiistic level. That this idea of Nehalta ba'Azchal Nevekad Shechav coming close to Kedusha, coming close to Kol Kedushav, coming close to the Shiva Rayim, who are going to be Rayamuna, a person had does a person? Uh, we'll see. I'll suggest why this midah of Azus. A person needs to employ Nehalta ba'Azcha to get close to Kedusha, get close to the Shiva Rayim. We're going to go further a little bit, and then perhaps we'll comment. Royim sell citra achara. By the way, before when I, I mentioned that we would talk about Tarid Beis, I actually was referring to Tairaches, uh, which talks about the Rav de Klipa, the Ruach Saara, the difference between between the tzaddikim that are attaching ourselves to, through which we attach ourselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and uh, who achieve their leadership. In, in a way, through his batlus, in other words, through creating a connection with the Ein Saif and the Rav de Klipa, which is temporary, it's limited in their only leadership through themselves, through their own prerogative, through COVID. So even though in a certain sense you think Zelu Umazad, there's the good leadership and the bad leadership, there's a profound difference between the leaders who are really shluchim, as it were, shluch shaladim kamaisa, they're shluchim of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, they're vehicles through which uh, they can achieve, we can achieve a connection, a pipe from us to the infinite, and the the leadership of the Sitra Achra, which doesn't have uh, a place, it doesn't have its own kaychis, really, vis-a-vis a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's, uh, it's another force that's created by a Kaddish Baruch Hu, but it's ultimately it's only within its own limitations. And Tayr uh, Ches is is a wonderful place discussing this idea between uh, between the two different types of leaders. Vehem Gam came before Semeador. They are also uh, uh, pu- publicizing. They they make a loud noise within the generation. and they force others to submit to their Shiba, to their Shultainas, to their rulership, their governance. Azus. However, their Iker Malchus is through Azus. Ki Azus Malchusa Beloitago. What is Azus? What is brazen? in this what is chutzpah it's like a king a kingdom without a crown a kingdom is rulership it's somebody that forces others to submit although it's interesting we sometimes we talk about the difference between malchus and uh, and Adnus, don't olama share malach. The when a person is a dictator, so then they don't need buy-in from their nation. A melech, a melech am. The idea of a melech, uh, a yoyet, is that there's that that there's buy-in, that there's that there's a choice. I, in other words, uh, say take an example just for these purposes without unfolding that idea. If you tell me. Two plus two is four. You could tell me two plus two is five. I'm forced to listen and build an ideology around it. I have no choice. You're you're a dictator. If you tell me, listen, I'm going to show you there really is only one truth. Two plus two has to be four. But I'm going to bring you around until you recognize that, that that's the truth. That's a melech. Ki azus malchus The idea of azus is malchus, but it's malchus without a crown. 
Now, over here, there's a reference to the crown, the Ksarim of Nasev and Nishma, but the Torah is going to tie into Nasev and Nishma, which is really woven throughout, and perhaps afterwards we'll go, we'll, we'll unpack it a little bit. Um, I don't want to introduce that complexity right now. But this al- um, Azus is Malchus without a crown. Vehem keklovim ba'azusam bebechines fa'klovim aze nefesh hema royim. It says over here, based on the Pasuk in Yeshaya, that the klavim are aze nefesh. It associates this midah of chutzpah, of brazenness. The, the, the barking, we'll see that a dog snatches, but snatches with fanfare, with the barking. Hema rayim, so it compares rayim to klavim. So we have the raya yamuna. These are tzaddikim. We're going to talk about az kanamer. The note over here says that one of the differences, in, uh, a leopard also grabs, it, it's, it will be able to grab something that, uh, is uh, from from some something or somebody that's stronger than him. However, it grabs besheket. It's not grabbing with fanfare in, in order to make noise. But a dog, in the opposite way, is grabs with azus. Hain the hain. This is the Gemara site that tells us in Zman of Ikvasid Mashiach Pnei Hadar Kipnei Hakelev that the leadership, the face of the generation, will be Kipnei Hakelev. It's a lot of different pshatim, and they all seem to be very relevant. One pshat that uh, that stuck with me from the Gemara is a dog goes in front of its master, but it's always looking back. It's always looking back. So on one hand, the leadership is like a dog, but the leadership is not really leadership in, in a uh, in, in a society. They spend half of their half of their term trying to get reelected again. Who's really leading? Is the person in the front leading, or are they always looking back to make sure that the people are behind them? Really, the people are leading. But over here, it says that the leadership will be kipnei kelev, the manhige hadara v'alkein kedeli nutzel mehem. How do we save ourselves from this leadership? We need to utilize the meat of Azus, to be able to stand neged the Azus of these leaders in order to get close to the Tzadikim, the true leaders. And then we can apply the Pasuk, you led with Azus, with boldness, where El Nevei Kodshecha, Shenichnas Lesoycha Kedusha, to be able to get to Kedusha. So perhaps I'm going to uh, to offer a thought. First of all, it's not, it's it's very subtle. It's using it's using a particular Midah. And this midah, what's the difference between chutzpah and azus? So I'd like to suggest, based on how, how it hits me, and if somebody else has has a different shot or a different take, if we think about chutzpah, chutzpah is the idea of breaking boundaries. Chutzpah is the idea of pushing back where it's where it would otherwise seem to break the system. It's otherwise inappropriate. If there's somebody who's kavadik, it should be machnia myself to them. What's chutzpah? Where I act like I'm higher than them. I make a I make, I make a statement that seems to push against societal norms in in various iterations. Chutzpah is sort of you would say almost anti-establishment. Now, when we think about azus in our worldview, the question is is What's the establishment? So if a person, I, I, I'm going to suggest, if, a, if, if there's a person who's a leader and this person wants leadership, he wants covered, he wants to run things his way. He doesn't have his botless, and even if he has his botless, he has his botless to another country, to another cause, but it can't be universal because everybody has their own prerogative. So what what does he have to do? He has to, there's always going to be a point of conflict. This, this person, this leader is going to have to push back. Again, this is not exactly what Bainu says, but I think it fit, I think it fits very well. Why why are these leaders going to be like Clovin? Because 
any time that you want things to go your way, by definition, we've said before, one person's freedom is another person's handcuffs. For instance, if I want to listen to loud music on the train, that means that you have to let me. If you're allowed to, if you're allowed to shut me up, then I'm not allowed to do it. If I want to smoke in a crowded place, then you have to let me. If you're allowed to make me stop, then I can't do what I want. There's always going to be a tension when you have conflicting priorities. So if one person wants to hold leadership or they want their nation to be the 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 most powerful nation then that means that they have to impose they have to impose on others which means that there's always going to be a pushing back. Now, if a person is really selfish, they're pushing back against everybody. So there's going to be a certain azus there. Let's let's look at the other side for a second and make a contrast. If you have Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Chais Meishel Hakadosh Baruch Hu MS. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is just the past parshas Baratius. Hakadosh Baruch Hu created the world, and therefore Hakadosh Baruch Hu can give the land to whoever he wants. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is Hamakom, the entire universe of Shlemus of what's right fits into the picture. Of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We, we spoke about Hisparus. We talked about this idea in the beginning of Tariyad Zion. And uh, the Klal Yisrael is a Kaddish Baruch Hu's emissaries in the world. They're going to create Malchus Knesset Yisrael. There's going to be a reflection of Malchus in the world. If you have tzaddikim, roye emuna, that are trying to close this loop, that are trying to bring an expression of Hashem into the world, what are they pushing back against? They're not in a situation, look, in a worldview of Gashmias, where they're trying to revise, break, push back against the system for their version of Gashmias. Rather, they're living in a Ruchnia system. In the world of Ruchnias, it's a world of Shlemus, so therefore, what do we have to push back against? Any growth is always going to be pushing back against something. In order to in order to get to the next level, you have to break through a ceiling. But what what do the tzaddikim have to do? If we want to get towards Kedusha, we have to break the Gashmias. But there's a very big difference, um, many big differences. But what, one one difference that we're going to uh, that we're going to draw that we're trying to bring out in making this uh, comparison is that there's a so that. In other words, that, that there's a stability, rather. When, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, and that world is in physical terms, and the, you have different traits, um, and different uh, different physical things, whether it's food, whether it's music, whether it's anything that can be used as a vehicle to get close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's a Kiyam over there. MS has a Kiyam. If everything would be used for the right reasons, so then the truth is, is that we would live in uh, in the times of Mashiach, in the times of La'asid Lavo. There would be no, no competition so that one thing has to suffer while the other thing succeeds. So therefore, when there's a certain Azus de Kedusha, when we're pushing back against physical things for physical sake, it, it doesn't breed chaos. What it actually does is it pushes back against this type of a conflict so that everything can actually jibe together, so that it actually could be part of one, one ecosystem, and there could be a key. As compared to, so that's that's in a certain sense the Azus, the the Mida of Azus to Kedusha. It's pushing back against the Gashmias dick, the this worldly pri- priorities. When when Azus is used by the other leaders, that Azus is by definition, it's not taking place at that same altitude. It's not taking place at the realm of Kedusha, as though there was an anchor anchoring one to a Kaddish Baruch Hu in a relationship with Hashem and pulling somebody through and out of all of the Gashmias. The Azus of the other leaders is just Stamen Azus. I have my priority. 
priorities, you have your priorities, I'm stronger than you, and therefore I can break you in order to achieve what I want. Now, once I achieve what I want, what am I going to do with that? Once I achieve, I have all of the money in the world, what am I going to do with that money? If I have all the power in the world, I, I, I want to break everything so I have power. Now that I have all of that power, what am I going to do then? I already have it. There's nothing to push back against. There's just, it's like loose energy. There's nothing there. However, as we find ourselves in this world, the bottom line is, is that things that are more powerful are going to govern. So therefore, you have these leaders and they're pushing everybody around in order to conform to their ideals. That's going to be an unhealthy Azus. The leaders of the generation are going to be like a Kelev for whose for who's prerogative, for their own prerogative. They're noisy. They're barking. How do we push back against that with an Azaz de Kedusha? Because the Azaz de Kedusha is Be'etzem more powerful. This is Mamish, what we were talking about, Ruach Sa'ara versus the, the, like, like a whirlwind, the idea of attaching yourself to a, to a flow, to an everlasting flow, to Mayim Chaim versus a whirlwind, right? We spoke about this in Tyra Ches, unbelievable Tyra, that it seems to be much stronger in the short term, but though, but, it, but even if you stir something up, it'll die down because it's not actually attached to the source. The way to push back against the Azus of the inappropriate leadership is through using an Azus to Kedusha to break past the limitations towards, uh, towards Kedusha. Now, in the, in Tarachas the over there, we said that, uh, and uh, here also in the notes, it, it points out that a big uh, part of Lakuta Tfilis is Davin Tacharish Baruchu to understand how to use the Mida because the line between Chutzpah and Azus, a person could fool himself. A person could have a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, uh, lofty goals. He starts off, he wants to be a Kadash, he wants to be from, etc. Where's the line between when it's for Kvait Shemayim and when it's for Kvait Atzma? Where's the line? How do I, I might be doing it in the name of things that seem to be very religious. How do I know if I'm actually trying to push past Gashmias, or is it Kvayt Shemayim, or is it my covet? If it's my covet, I guess in certain ways, if my covet is coming from things that are Jewish ideas, that's better from my covet being in things that are Dvaramasurim. But how do I know in principle whether or not I'm having an Azaz to Kedusha or whether it's just my own chutzpah? That take, it takes a Rebbe, it takes attaching oneself to a tzaddik, it takes it, trying to attach oneself to something outside of oneself because we all have Nagias. And where something becomes a chutzpah versus an Azaz to Kedusha is a very, very difficult sugya. But at least to speak about these Rashi Prakim, here, here I'm standing. I'm dealing with forces that are much more powerful than me in a in a uh, more myopic sense. The forces of evil, the negative leadership, seems to be a lot more powerful than the kedusha called the mamadaka, which is a lot more subtle. I want to be doing the right thing. How to, to attach myself to a kaddish baruch Hu, which is the ultimate ms? How am I supposed to fight back against this leadership? And the answer is that we have to utilize the midah of azus, the kedusha, which takes a which takes a tremendous amount of work understanding that that when you're using a mida, especially a mida that generally could be misused, um, a person has to be very careful to know what, when, how to utilize this mida. That's the mida that can attach herself, uh, that can allow us to break through the ram because the kaychas of taiva are so much stronger than the kaychas of ra. If a person does utilize this mida, they do attach themselves to ms. So the ra, the, the ra will fall away. V'chol ha'koylais, so continuing, continuing on, v'chol ha'koylais, all of the sounds of Kedusha that create a certain azus, hein shel tza'aka, and the, the Torah will go through 
all of the all of the different examples now that we're bringing, whether it's tzaka, tzaka is also muna screaming out to a kaddish baruch Maybe even maybe even without words, a person has to be able to uh, to be machnia his teva in in order to. I know what I'm I, I, I'm in charge. I know what I have to do in order to almost just scream out. I don't know what to do. I need help. I'm screaming out to a kaddish baruch That takes. I, I need to be machnia myself. I need to break past my own nature. But that's an azus. It's interesting. On one hand, you would say that somebody that's raring to go, somebody that's more gashmi, more physical, making more noise, there's an azus on that side, a person that's more uh, uh, subdued, a person that's more engaged in Kedusha, he's just more timid. But it's the opposite. If all of the forces in this world are pushing towards Gashmias, then there's actually a tremendous amount of strength, a tremendous amount of azus Kedusha to push back, to not go along with the flow, to decide to, decide to stand up for Kedusha, that requires also an azus. And even if a person's not holding there, even if they don't want, they only want to want, right? They're screaming out because they don't know what to do. I just need to get out of this situation. That's also an Azus. We're going to go through all these entire hench called Shaifer. We mentioned the Shaifer earlier. Uh, which is to, to, to blow with Kol, with kol Gadol and Sibor, that's an Azus over there. Hain Kol Zimra, that a person should sing out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to not be embarrassed, that, that sometimes to do the right thing also takes to scream out, to, 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 sing, to sing praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Uh, the, the Rabbeinu also mentions even jangling the coins for Tzedakah, which we'll have to see. Kulam Hain Bechinas Azus, Bechinas Hain Yitain Bechailai Kol O's. And the Mepharshim point out that if you look at the first letters of Yitain Bekailai Kail Ois, it's the letters of Yaakov, one of the Shiva Rayim. The, the, the Torah is going to have allusions uh, to the seven Rayim. So this is an allusion to Yaakov. So I think that we uh, actually wanted to go into paragraph Hey, but we're going to stop over here. But because we have a couple of extra minutes, as we're talking about the power of a Kail, the power of a Kail in the context of Azus to achieve a connection with the Raye, uh, with the Raye Amuna with the Shiva Rayim that ultimately allows us to attach to uh, to attach ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to allow the Gzeira to be, uh, to, to have a mituk in the Din, I do want to just, I'm going to take a couple minutes and just reference uh, th- this idea that also talked about a Kail, that also talked about a Gzar Din from Taira Hay, I'm just looking in the Kitzur Kutmaran actually, uh, he, he starts, just quickly, he starts off saying that every person needs to say Bishvili Nivra Oilam, so over here he's not talking only about the tzaddikim, he's talking about every single one of us. Uh, every single one of us has to develop our own tzaddik from within. We also have, we're also an organism. That's the entire generation. We have to attach ourselves to the tzaddik kadar. Every single person has to daven b'chol eis b'tikun oilam. We all have to be concentrated and focused on what is my role in terms of tikun oilam. First, I have to fix myself. But how do I? How am I going to be mamale the chesron of the world lehispalal bavuram and to daven on its behalf? And he goes on that in order to daven, in order to understand uh, what the, you have to know what the gzera is. It could be before the gzera, it could be after the gzera, but in terms of identifying what what the problems in the world are. How do I dive and how do I work on it? A person has to do, have his spotless. A person has to not be focused not only on negative pleasures, but even on a positive pleasure, even on the schar of a mitzvah and the spiritual schar of a mitzvah. In order to really truly tap into his spotless, to truly tap into Ratzon Hashem, a person has to do a mitzvah with such a simcha that it's not even it's not even for the schar of the mitzvah. It's only to do more mitzvahs. He's only doing it b'shem the connection. So he says, 
He's not even looking for any reward, anything that's focused on his self, any self-centeredness whatsoever. Rather, the only thing he wants is that a Kodesh Baruch Hu should prepare him another mitzvah. But he says, how does a person develop this joy? How does a person get to his batlas? He has to remove the akmimiya shebelibo. He has to remove the crookedness of the heart, right? Any of that friction, anything that's bending towards his own, uh, towards his own ideas, or not even his own ideas, any ideas that are not in line with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. How does he merit this? And now avakmimiya shebeliv mafshitin alidera amim through thunder. Shem bechinas tefila bekoyach biyer baava bekavana gedoyla through thunder. Thunder is able to straighten out the akmimiya shebeliv, and a person ha- is able to merit. Simcha by praying with um, so with the thunder with the, we're going to see more in terms of the idea of a coil with by praying with thunder creating this noise creating these this koilais creating aligning I guess with azas to kedusha a person can daven once a person is able to. Davin, they can straighten out the crookedness of their heart in order to achieve real joy, real joy in terms of Simcha Mitzvah coming close to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And therefore, a person, how does a, a person has to Davin for this? How does a person Davin? Here it is. With Koyal. And this, I think, is what we just referenced at the end of paragraph Dalad, all of the Kailais to Kedusha. So over here we have in, in from the Kitzel Likutam Aran in Torah Hay, then it's going to touch the Mayach, etc. And that is going to create the thunder to be able to straighten in the Mayach, to be able to straighten out the crookedness in his heart, to be able to come to joy. And once a person comes to joy, then he's going to be able to uh, to daven on behalf of the Gzeira. He mentions over here also Misha Shemir. A person doesn't have to worry about thunder the entire year if he hears the shayfer. The shayfer is able to create this. And how does a person arrive at the thunder? Uh, because the whole idea is to straighten out the Akmumishabalev. He has to remove all the things that bring him away from that. All of the, if we align this with the azus of the the, the klavim, the things that are not in line with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, but over here he speaks about secular wisdom, false ideas. Ideas, uh, non-Torah ideologies, uh, and he speaks as well about Yiras uh, I'm afraid of everything in the world. Everything in the world is a vehicle of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I become afraid of these other things. I see in the world what's going on with politics, whatever it is. Uh, am I turning to a Kaddish Baruch Hu when a Kaddish Baruch Hu is making a bunch of things happen in the world, or am I scared of those things as if they have their own power? These, when a person's emotions are governed by, and his ideas and emotions, his seichel and his leiv is governed by these other things, non-Torah ideologies and these other things going on in the world, that prevents him from having this joy, this miruchas nefesh, this being settled, this joy of a mitzvah for the mitzvah's own sake. A person has to remove that by thunder, by the kailis of Kedusha to break, to break totally apart from that. And then it continues more to go on to uh, to, to how a person should look when Chas There's even Merivais Ben Sadikim and Machlekes, which we talked about in our Torah over here. Uh, the idea of Machlekes and Pirud uh, and and Gullus, all of the Torahs connect. Uh, we will stop over here, and next time, Merchashem, we're going to Torah Hey.